back, everybody. I'm Joey. I'm Jeremy. And this is Feedback Loop, where we listen to music, and then we talk about it. It's accurate. Uh, this week, before we get into it, though, I just want to call attention uh, to, to something that's happening in the real world. We are recording this episode on June 1st of 2020. And this past weekend, we've seen tons of, of riots and protests related to injustice in the law enforcement system. And we, we want to take this, this moment to say we fully support the Black Lives Movement 100%. Um, that shit matters. The, the stuff's gone on for too long. We mention this specifically in part because we feel we have a duty to show our support in these times. And also in part because this album uh, on a specific track has very similar, almost eerily similar content on it. So this is kind of a disclaimer. The nature of this discussion might become uncomfortable for many listeners and so we want to give you guys a heads up before getting there, and it, it kind of catches you off guard. Uh, so with that, we, we stand with you guys. Uh, the shit's got to end, but uh, that, that's that's for a different podcast. Uh, so with that in mind, uh, this week, Joey, what, what have we listened to? This week, we listened to the album Mourn by Corbin. It's a yes. pretty nice, you, you put it well, dark pop album. And... Uh, I don't know. I never. Yeah, I mean, I didn't even know dark pop was a thing. Yeah, it. it, I think this is actually strangely the first male uh, vocal dark pop that I've heard, Uh, and it's. It's not to discredit it. It does have a lot of like a hip hoppy feel, but um, yeah, it's 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 groovy. Definitely a good uh, night driving album for sure. For sure, something that I always put on. I don't know if I'm if it's rainy if I'm feeling moody if I'm yeah. ready to just uh, have to think about some some sad things and some bad <laughs> things. Hashtag sad boys. This is this is the ultimate hashtag sad boy album. One hundred percent. But yeah, so I mean, the way I found this album is honestly like it's I was just like perusing music boards online as as I oh, yeah. want to do. <laughs> and found this and it was just literally somebody asking hey this album is it any good and nobody had replied right. to it and i was like you know what guy i'm gonna find I'm, out I'm gonna, for you i'm gonna tell you <laughs> i never i never replied to the guy but i i found, <laughs> I found out but yeah well, now, so, now we can tell the world what, what we think of this album yeah definitely now yeah if that guy's listening you know yeah. now. Now you, you know. That's what this is how we this is how we blow up, Joey. You go back, you find that dead thread, and you post the link to to this episode of the podcast and, and say, Here's your answer, buddy. Yep. Sorry it took so long. <laughs> if I can ever find it again, I will do that. Yeah. I promise you, sir. Or madam. <laughs> I don't know. It's the internet. Who knows? Yeah. If you're listening, you know, but we don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> and if you don't know, Anyways, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. Uh, the, the Mourn is the name of the album as we said, the album art uh, it looks like a photograph uh, a picture of presumably Corbin himself, yes, I don't know what I, his name is I didn't do any research his name uh, is Corbin Okay. his last so, name so, yeah, is it, Smidzik Smidzik uh, so on the album you have Mr. Smidzik uh, presumably in kind of a black dressy attire mm-hmm. uh, standing in the, in the forest on like a moss covered rock or something. Yeah. Very, so, very doom and gloom looking. I very mean, doom. It, it looks like he's attending a funeral. Yeah. In like the woods. you can tell this is a sad boy album by looking at the front cover. 
<laughs> yes, a hundred percent. And uh, as previously established, if this is the first one you're, your first episode that you're listening to, we're sad boys. We we support the hashtag sad boy movement definitely uh, as well. Definitely. But, um, yeah, let's just let's get right into it. Shit, uh, man. The first the first track, Ice Boy. Uh, first, it's four and a half minutes. I, I guess before we get too too deep in it, ten tracks, forty one minutes. I know we're we're not consistent at saying that information, but I'm, I'm hearing it. I did it. Yeah. So first track, <laughs> Ice Boys, four and a half minutes. Uh, it's got a kind of simple synth vibe to it that has this deep bass in it, mm-hmm. and uh, it the first the, my initial impression of this was like, yeah, the music's kind of groovy. I can get into this. And then his vocals came in and <laughs> I was kind of like shocked and put off. Yeah. But, uh, once I came back to it with expectations set, I think it, it fits this album. It fits the music perfectly. Um, he's so expressive yeah. with his voice and, and it happens throughout this whole album, but like it, it his voice is very raw and, and at some points slurred a bit, yeah. you can like feel what he's feeling throughout this album. And I think that's, it's impressive the way he has the command of his voice or he, he, he expresses that in such a way. Definitely. Because I mean, like, I'm glad you said the whole thing about having to take a second, listen to it. Because honestly, the first time I listened to this, I had about the same reaction that you had. Like, yeah, it's, it's so unexpected. Yeah. It's in the very first sound you hear on this album is that, it's like a little drum track that sounds yeah. like it's the bass program on like a Casio keyboard almost. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I really, <laughs> yeah, I really don't like the snare used on it, mm-hmm. but uh, everything else in this track in this album, I think kills it. Yeah, honestly. And that's the thing. It This song I feel like has such a different vibe, honestly, than the rest of the album. Yeah. And I'm, it's weird too, because I've always thought that I don't know if it's because like the, it's the first track. The whole title is all caps. Yes. And none of the rest of the tracks are like that. It's, I, I don't know. It's just always felt. Yeah. It could have different. been, uh, maybe, maybe it could have been like a, a demo maybe for the album, like a, a proof of concept kind of a thing. Yeah. He recorded and then decided to put it on the album at the end, uh, as a, a kind of an introductory track. Uh, I know we talk about like first and last tracks a lot being important. The first track on this one honestly feels a bit weaker than everything else, but it's not a bad track. Yeah, uh, I don't think at all. I like it a lot more now than I used to. Yeah, this album uh, over the the past two weeks because we took a break uh, to try and catch up a little bit and recognize Memorial Day. Um, over over the past two weeks, every time I listen to this album, I think I like it a little bit better. And uh, I think it's a sign of a good album. A lot of my favorite albums kind of end up that way. Definitely. So uh, it's, I guess spoiling the end, I think you you nailed it with the, with this recommendation. <gasps> yeah. Uh, specifically back to the song, though, Ice Boy. Uh, it seems to be about uh, meeting a girl, falling in love, and then maybe her having doubts or second thoughts after yeah. maybe the initial honeymoon period is over. And instead of wanting a breakup, he's wanting to put things on hold, or maybe she's putting things on hold. Uh, or on ice as the the track title uh, indicates yeah. and, and take some time to kind of see if, if she decides to stay or not. Um, like I said, not my favorite track, but uh, I think a, a big part of that is because it, it was, I had no expectations coming into it at first and it caught me so off yeah. guard. 
Definitely. Um, right into the track, title track, Mourn, where you can immediately feel a tone shift, I think. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know, the way the first song starts off, the way Ice Boy starts off, it's got that, like I said, that generic Casio keyboard. Yeah, it's very simple and synthy. Yeah, and then, like, this song, it just starts off, like, I don't know, lonely and dark. Are two. Yeah, it has a, a very nice dark feel, and it has kind of like a maybe a more modern or mainstream kind of trap or rap beat to it. Yeah, and that's where like, because I will say, I think I might have mislabeled this a little bit because I said it was a hip hop album, which I mean, hip hop's yeah, it's a wide spectrum of stuff. Sure, but like, I feel like dark pop sounds like it covers it better so i I, right. I like that i honestly never heard that term before but uh sure yeah there is like some this is where i got kind of the hip-hop like from what i was saying hip-hop right from yeah yeah for sure just it happens it. a couple a couple other times i think throughout this album but yeah there's a lot of, a lot of good like deep vibey sense to it that i, I like mm-hmm. and oh man the way you talk about how his voice is emotive and in this song it's talking about i get he's mourning i guess his love was put on ice so it's on a break and he's mourning what he views as losing it i think in this song yeah and just one thing i wanted to point out because it's it's just it's nice to me the chorus is just him progressively saying no i ain't so stable over and over and over again while the music kind of changes behind him and i feel like the way that he says it you can definitely feel like he's kind of losing it a little bit more and a little bit more each time and it's it's it makes a good contrast i think like you said he's saying that he's not so stable anymore um but there is a line in here that that i called out he said i was able breath so stable when i end it all which kind of further paints his mental instability but like the only time that he felt in control is when he was telling himself that he was going to kill himself because he's he's so like depressed because of i guess this relationship man just uh fucking starting it off just (laughs) starting it off sad boy It's, it's a title track it's supposed to be I mean, it's mourn, right? If if you yeah. get an album called Mourn and expect it to be happy, then that's on you. <laughs> but unless but yeah, it's he, like M O R N mourning, and it's like, oh, yeah, the happy fair. mourn. That's that's fair if you're Irish and and you, you do that thing. Uh, is that just an Irish thing? Maybe I'm just being I don't, uh, being, being a dick. I don't know. <laughs> I think you are, but because I say mourn anyways, all the time. Do you? Good, no, good mourn. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly exactly you get out of here with your your high ivory towers and looking down on me for <laughs> making irish jokes anyways um yeah it, he he it's a very like it seems like he spiraled into a depression because his girlfriend didn't like him uh as much as he did uh and he he feels like giving up which is the next track <gasps> boom segue killing it I'm, I'm working on my, my segue game i'm gonna focus on it and maybe in 10 episodes, I'll be flawless. But until then, there I'm going to keep go. calling it out every time I make one that I think is clever. Segway goals. Segway goals. <laughs> Hashtag segway goals. Uh, track three is Giving Up. 
this is the first standout track um, by track order means, but it's not the album or it's not the track that made the album click for me. Um, mm-hmm. Possibly because this there's a bit more vocal melody in here, so I, I picked up on it. But it wasn't I didn't on my initial listen associate this track being the one that that made it make sense that's kind of further on and it's actually later on there's a track that is my favorite track on the album that made this album click um but yeah there's it's it's another chill song it's got some guitar i think in in this one and about like two and a half minutes into it there's a change that in it introduces a more pronounced drum groove and instrumentation that Mm -hmm. kind of gives a nice build I think to the song and it kind of the only this might be offensive to people who are fans, but the only way the only musical association I could make is that it kind of reminds me of where's my mind by the pixies. Okay. Uh, and I, I haven't listened to a whole lot of the pixies, but uh, that's kind of where my mind went with the progression and the feel of this track. I can get behind it just to be, just to be perfectly transparent. I do love that song, but I also have not heard just about anything by the pixies. Yeah, uh, exactly. This song is probably where I started to really love the album the first time I heard it. Just because this is such a chill song. It's just the way he's just wailing, going on about being so tired of trying to run from his problems and that he, at this point, has given up hope and doesn't care what happens whenever they meet him. He just is flat out of caring. And yeah, he's given up. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's given up. He's he's definitely given up. But like there's this little lonely guitar melody going on in the background. It's like met with this kind of I don't know what to call it. It's like a slidey bell piano sound almost. Yeah. Kind of like It's a very light like kind of like music box feel. Like an old yes, like music box. Yeah, there you go. See, I, I thought for a long time on how to describe it, and you just come out of here with a music box, like some sort of whiz kid. Yeah, I am. I, I actually helped write this album. I played the music box on the song. So oh, shit. I was a little offended well, that you couldn't just pick it out, but, you know, whatever. Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, so this is – it's not my favorite song, but it's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, I agree. It Lyrically, it – it follows kind of the trend on him giving up uh, on, on life, on trying to change, on being honest. And a line that stood out to me, he says, promise me that you'll make the city burn. I don't care yeah. what it takes. It's what we deserve. Uh, so it, it seems because he's using we, it seems like multiple people have been affected by whatever has set him off for this track specifically, mm-hmm. uh, which makes me think it's not necessarily about a breakup. Um, and he wants someone to destroy quote unquote, the city perhaps to show the world and set an example that they deserve for this to end, whatever this is. Yeah. See, and that's the thing, like most of, a lot of the albums that we've listened to seem to have kind of a, a weaving story. Yeah. Yeah. And this one kind of does, but there's definitely moments where it veers off of that path, which most, a lot of the albums that I like don't do that too much. Most of them have a clear, cohesive, like, all the songs completely relate to each other. Right, a concept album kind of feel to them. Yeah, but this one, this one, yeah, I mean, it kind of has that with, like, you hear a lot of breakup, depression, stuff like that. 
and but there are definitely like some songs where I'm like, I don't think he's there's no way he's talking about that relationship <laughs> yeah. or whatever or the timeline doesn't match up. Like what's happening? But Right. Just a collection of songs, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that. It's definitely They're cool. good songs. Um speaking of songs that kinda don't fit the narrative, the <laughs> next song, no title, and Segway. Just as a heads up, this is the song that we were talking about at the beginning. Yes. Whenever we gave the disclaimer, just to give everybody a heads up, it's uh, we're. I mean, I don't personally think I'm in a position to like comment too much on oh, sure. what's happening, other than just to give support because, like, like we've said in previous podcasts, we have lived extremely privileged lives compared to a lot of other people so like i'm not going to sit here and comment on any of it but i will just (laughs) let you know i will give you i give my support in any way i can to everybody who is out there on the front lines everybody who's out there fighting for change more power to you you have my support I, I'm. I just wanted to get that out of the way, so I don't sound like, well, who's this fucking dickhead talking about whatever, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's good to have that uh, as as kind of a a disclaimer. Uh, we we are we're two white dudes, right? We we can't understand physically a, a lot of the pain that is happening in the black communities, um, but we we want that shit to change. We we think there there needs yeah. to be change for sure. Definitely. Um, but with that said, getting into the song, this song, no title, it's, uh, I'll go ahead and speak to the subject matter. It is about cruelness. It is about hurt. It is about injustice. It specifically in America. And this song specifically is written in response to an event that happened in 2016, where a man um, Philando Castile was murdered by a Minnesota police officer and Corbin is actually from Minnesota. So I would imagine right. he wrote the song because it hit home to him because it happened near him. So he needed to get it out in the way that he could. But, uh, so like we said, this out, al- this album gets deep, but, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's dark. It's real. Yeah. It's, but it, it needs, to, it's, it's cool that he used this album as a platform to kind of speak out against that, I think. Definitely. And it, like you said, the emotiveness of his voice, he is just screaming at points in this song. Like he is just yelling, like he'll switch from how you said he's hard to understand. He'll be unintelligible back to just yelling back to unintelligible back to just, so it's, as the music changes in the song, you can definitely, he's definitely feeling what he is singing about in the song. Yeah. And I think he, it's, it's impressive. I don't know if soul is the right word for it, but that's the word I've always used to describe singers that can convey emotions in such a way. And I feel like he has so much soul in his, in his vocals that kind of get the point across and, and make you feel what he's feeling. Definitely. And the fact that, he can put that emotion into song so well. Like, I mean, it's nothing new here. Everybody likes emotive singing, but it's like, yeah, whenever you can truly feel pain, I guess through a song, that's right. usually what captures me. 
yeah, I could probably I could probably muster up uh, some tears while listening to this album just because yeah. of how expressive he is. Ex- yeah, it's and it's it's crazy because you hear his voice and it is kind of I don't I don't know like a low he has a pretty low voice. Yeah. Or I guess I don't want to say operatic, but it's like it's just crazy how he can go from whenever he sings low. It's very intense. Yeah, it's very intense, and then he can just get up so high, like whenever he's just like screaming. I don't know. I'm going on about his yeah. voice too much. It's no. I mean, I think I think the voice is a big part of this album, and it's a big part of why I enjoy this album as much as I do. Uh, not to sell the music short in in this track specifically. There's some ride symbols, which I I'm a, a, a proclaimed lover of. Uh, so it's got some jazzy drums with some ride cymbals in it that I that I called out. But the synths remind me, they kind of feel like a water level in like some older video games. Yeah. Where it's kind of like floaty. And it. so I, I think the, the music is chill and the content of the lyrics is so harsh and like expressive that it, it's it's a contrast that just works very well, I think. Definitely. It's, I don't, yeah. I mean, you hit it on the head because it's even between, I feel, between the drums and the melody yeah. is a dissonance, which I mean, I guess you can take on another level where you're like, oh, even two parts of the music are fighting. It speaks on a bigger level to what he's actually talking about in the song where yeah, absolutely, even two sides of the same thing can't agree with each other. But I mean, yeah, which is is sadly kind of also a metaphor for what the fuck's happening in the real world right now yeah i mean we're we're all law law enforcement is is supposed to be on the same side as the citizens right supposed to be protecting and and they're not Mm -hmm. and or they're they're quote-unquote protecting in the wrong ways and by that i mean murdering people that they deem as threats when they're not which is fucked up yeah it's Uh, kind of makes me angry it makes me very angry we're gonna get angry until this is over, but uh, I'm, I'm not going to turn that anger into to physical violence to get revenge. Segway. Uh, revenge fifth, song. The fifth track on the album is called Revenge Song. Uh, it's got a bit of a brighter synth melody on it, and it almost reminds me of Tovlo, Tovlu, mm-hmm. uh, who we've mentioned, and that's an end point. We'll discuss that, what that means, what I mean by that, I guess, uh, at the end of this episode. But uh, the song is intense. Like his vocals are just belting out these lyrics in in such a a very raw and emotional way that, like, I mean, yeah, we've talked about it on every track so far, and we're probably going to talk about it for the rest of this album. It's just so like it's so good to feel, even if it's not a positive emotion that, yeah. that it's it's feeling. Even if it's, a, I wouldn't even say even if it's not a positive, even if it's an extremely negative emotion, because yeah. holy shit, like, the, I will also fair warn people who uh, are upset by songs. Yeah, the, the, the lyrical content of this one is also pretty heavy. It's about... So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe maybe skip this one as well. Yeah, just to give you a heads up, I mean, I, I don't know, but the song is about, I guess Corbin, some... One of his friends, maybe his girlfriend, I don't, like, a woman that he is very close to was previously sexually abused by somebody. And I guess whenever she was young, from what the sounds, 
like from what the lyrics were, it seems like she was younger and he finds right. out and just fucking snaps. And he's like, no, we're getting revenge. It's not going to stop. Yeah. He's like, we're going to go kill this motherfucker. Like we're going to go find him. And yeah, the he, song's about breaking into this guy's house and murdering him. Yeah. And he's taking her along with him. And right. he went like, it's specifically about him wanting her to be able to get her revenge on the right. person, which I don't like. He's kind of coaching her into doing it. Yeah. Like saying, Hey, like you got to go in there. You got to pull this gun on him. You got to shoot this guy dead. Yeah. And telling her how to like, how to break the window. So she doesn't right. cut her hand, how to, how to get into the house, how to slip in unnoticed. And yeah, just once again, yeah, he's just like screaming that she, she's the one in power tonight. And just the way the song ends where he's just yelling, they're running from you. They're running from you. Like, it's just, it's, it's powerful. Yeah. It's like, it's, I've never had to like actually put into words the amount of emotion that is packed into this album, but like doing it is just, it's a whole new thing. Yeah, definitely. If you haven't figured this out, we both recommend this album. Give it a listen if you haven't listened to it, but for whatever reason you're listening to our podcast, listen to this album. You'll completely agree with what we're saying about how expressive he is with his voice. Because, yeah, there's some songs where... There's definitely some stuff where you hear like, oh, this person's talking about like deep issues or whatever, but you you don't believe it or you don't feel that they're invested in this like shit like i think that this song actually happened (laughs) like i think that what happened in this song actually happened in real life yeah when when taylor swift sings about her breakup she doesn't sound like she's upset about it right there's not emotion in her voice and obviously that's a very flanderized uh example but in a lot of artists music the the vocals are hard to it's hard to express emotion just with your voice if you're not kind of reeling in it. And that's why I think, I think he had to have been in a bad spot while recording this album to be able to, to pull up those emotions Definitely. in such a way, or maybe just have such a personal connection to every song on this album. Yeah. But it, he, he kills it. He absolutely just like shreds himself open on into his microphone. And it's, it's, it's something that, that I haven't heard a lot of previously. Definitely. And like, this is, I don't know. I'm, I'm the type of guy who I love to put on albums in the car and just fucking sing. as yeah. like, like sing, yell. I listen to a lot of like punk type stuff, folk punk, whatever. I don't know where sure. you're just yelling and stuff. And I like to do that. And it's like, even I, I can't even touch this album. Like I'll, I'll sing along with it, but there's parts where I just like, I'll throw my voice out trying to yeah, m- meet whatever he's doing. But, uh, sh- and that, that's the thing it's, we've spent this whole time talking about just his vocal performance. I love the, the music on this song so much. It, it starts off with like, it sounds like you're in some sort of like eighties movie or like you're in like an old car driving through the forest and it's just raining and there's like neon lights somewhere for some reason, but it's just these big boomy synths that bring in the melody and it's, Oh, it's just nice. It's very (laughs) nice. Yeah. 
it's it's great the synths like i said remind me a bit of, of tuvalu so the fact that you're into the the synths on this track kind of give me hope that once we get to to that point in our podcast you'll you'll dig it but uh well since we're all out of things to say about this song <laughs> maybe we'll lead into the next song all what's out. the next song called all out. Oh, it's called all out it's called all out what a coincidence oh my god but it's this is also one of my favorites. I'm gonna say that several times, but this is. I think this is my favorite track. Really, this this is the one that that made the album click for me the first time I heard it. Well, that's awesome because this is a great song. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It's it's a bit more upbeat and happy sounding, I suppose, than uh, other tracks on this album. It, it kind of gets out of that like deep dark hole. I think a bit. But uh, it's it's good. It's it's a song about lost love again. Mm-hmm. Probably the same girl and yeah. him, kind of like maybe reflecting on it and saying like, "Man, I really wish we could have made this happen." Yeah, like one of the lyrics, "I'm all out, out of excuses for being alone." Like he's yeah. he's obviously wanting to get back together, which I mean, we could tell from all the other songs. But it's I don't know. It's just something about this song connects with me on a way that doesn't necessarily relate to love, but it's like whenever he's talking about being all out of reasons, all out of all out of just everything he's, yeah, he's, he's calling himself out. Yeah. He's, he's like, there's, I don't know. It's just for me, whenever I listen to it, it more speaks to depression and trying to, trying to like call yourself out on it. Because, sure. I mean, it's hard. I mean, he, he says he's out of reasons to push these feelings aside. Yeah. So, like, it, it's not a stretch at all to say that that it can't be about, you know, struggling to get out of depression or to, to fix something in yourself. Yeah. And, I mean, that's honestly, like, this album has, I don't know. Oh, like, it, it just hit me. I got it at a time where... I wasn't feeling too hot. Yeah. And uh, I was just in a funk, as the people say, for a long time. And then this song, or this album kind of like helped me out, I guess. Would yeah, be. for sure. It's so weird that I I work the same way. I get into, into those kind of depressive funks, as, as you said. And it's, it's interesting maybe it's not super interesting. Maybe this isn't anything exciting. I'm just being pretentious, but I think it's weird that sad music is a way for me and presumably you as well to kind of deal with your own sadness by hearing someone else that's, that's experiencing very similar things. Like obviously it's relatable, but I feel like if you're depressed, you, you most people would want to listen to music to distract them from it. Or, or to like listen to happier music to kind of bring up their mood. Yeah, but I think we, we both tend to do the opposite. I I definitely get that because I also feel very pretentious when I say stuff like that. But it's yeah. I think it's true. Like I think a lot of people there's I think there's two camps. There's the people that do do the distracting, and that's like they listen to like the poppy happy music, and then kind of the people who indulge in it. And, yeah, kind of relish it. <laughs> yeah, and that's 
that's something I'll get into on another song. Actually, my favorite song on the album. I will okay. get into it further, but uh, like indulging in it. And I feel like the reason that it helps is because whenever you're depressed or just whenever you're having just a generally hard time, maybe you're not like actually like de- like clinically depressed. Maybe you're just right. having a really really hard time and like even though you know you'll get out of it at some point it's still just hard to deal with like whenever you're feeling those huge emotions you can't always contextualize them you can't think like oh well i'm this is how i'm feeling this is you just know that you feel like shit you know that you feel like there's a giant weight inside of you you know that you feel like maybe if you actually like are depressed or just i i hate using that because if, like, saying, if you actually are depressed, like, discounting <laughs> yeah. somebody's feelings, whatever, like, sure. just know that I'm not trying to do that. I'm trying to make the distinction between, like, I guess, clinical, clinical depression. depression and what, I guess, acute depression or, or spontaneous yeah. in the moment kind of depression. Yeah, yeah, I'm trying to make that sort of distinction, but, like, yeah. if, I don't know, whenever you can hear somebody else contextualize it for you, and it gives you kind of perspective to think about how you're feeling. I feel like that helps whenever you can hear yeah, somebody else. Sure. Talk about I, it. I think it's important to make that distinction and more so it's, it's important to, to put out the fact that it's okay to be sad. Yeah. Everyone is sad at points in their life and it's not something to be ashamed of. It's not something that you should just like hide from or, or distract yourself from. I think it's good, and maybe this is why you and I like sad music, is because it, it's good to kind of dwell on that and realize that, like, look, I'm sad, I'm bummed out. Like you said, it's a temporary thing that you know is going to pass, but here's where I am, and you just kind of have to accept that. And I think sad albums kind of hit in that way. Yeah. Especially with this one, the way he sings. Yeah. It's, it's just like, I don't know, it, it's, it's kind of calming just being able to accept that. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. It's all the feels. Yeah. And if you can't, if you can't just accept that, uh, and you don't want to, don't want to like, I don't know, distract yourself with happy music. Maybe you should just go somewhere and hunker down. <laughs> you were laughing because you knew where I was going with it. Oh my oh, God. Hunker down is the seventh track. We shouldn't be laughing about this depressing album, but you know, we, we got hunker down. Yeah. This track, I, I think this is the track I had the least amount to say about, but uh, I'm not super crazy about it musically. Lyrically, it seems to be about uh, Corbin building a bunker, or he has built a bunker to wait out the end of the world with his ex-girlfriend slash girlfriend. See, uh, I think this is a fantasy, like, and I'm right there with yes. this is like... The, the song, this is probably my least favorite song on the album. Not to say I don't like it at all or anything, but yeah. it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, I don't have too much to say about it, but I definitely think this is some sort of fantasy in his head where he's like, okay, the world is ending. We're all, we're going to, I'm going to come get you. We're going to meet up and we're going to go into a bunker. And if you want to rave, I got, sp- I got these little speakers that I can play. If you, I, got a fucking dvd player we're gonna just hang yeah on. i got it all so so this is this is the first of two tracks i think that my brain went in a, a kind of a darker more fucked up maybe because context of this album i don't know but in my mind it it came off a little bit 
maybe this is just me reading too much into it, but it, it came off to me like maybe he's planning to kidnap his girlfriend and is trying to coax her by making it sound like it's a good idea. Like, no, it's great. It'll be fine. Just like, stop freaking out. Like, yeah, I, I maybe grabbed you off the street somewhere, but like, it'll be totally fine. We got DVDs. We got, we got, or we don't got DVDs, but we got, we got TV. Yeah. And that, that thought, I don't know why it came into my head, but it persisted into the next track as well. That, that it's, it's maybe just a little unsettlingly creepy that maybe, yeah. uh, drove my mind in that direction i don't know why. i mean i could i could see it like honestly with with the way this album goes like i could totally see that being a thing yeah i mean he's he's depressed about his breakup he's saying that he's not stable yeah he's dealing with a lot of shit mentally so like i guess it's not that far of a stretch but i'm sure it wasn't intended to be taken that way yeah um shit well i don't have a segue like you did i don't I don't have the I don't have the fucking two hundred IQ to think of a a great segue. It's okay. Look, if you can't if you can't find something interesting, then maybe you can just find something safe. <gasps> you did it. I did it. You I did, did it, it for you. Well, okay. So next song, track number eight, I believe, if my counting yep. is correct. Something safe. This is my favorite song on this album, and it's uh, I don't know. Just something about the slowed down feel of it all. Like Yeah, it's got a good ambient feel. Definitely. And I'm I'm a sucker for ambient music. You all might know that. You might not. I don't know, maybe. But uh it's just it sounds like the drums are actually just slowed down drums. Yeah. Like it's it's, it's very echoey. Yeah. And the music, like the melody sounds like it's being played through water like there's water in between you and the melody and it's just great and of course yeah it has a really groove he's back with the just wailing emotive vocals where he's just going on and on about the she's making him she's his something safe she makes him feel all right it's like she's even whenever he's feeling absolutely terrible it's okay because she's there she's his comfort blanket yeah this is the song that i was talking about i connect with because of the whole indulging in depression sadness type thing sure this song i relate with instead of like talking about a woman talking about depression because i don't it's, I don't know, it's just very, I, I'm trying to think of a way to say this, because I'm sure a lot of people feel this, but when you yeah. are depressed for a long period of time, it begins to feel comfortable. Like, you don't, yeah. you don't want to change it. And that's what this song connects with with me. Like, he's, it's, there's one line in particular from where I stand tonight, the sinking feeling feels just fine. And that, like, every time that line comes on and he sings it, yeah. it just, <laughs> it makes me think of those, like, those nights where it's, like, three in the morning. It's lightly raining outside. Whenever I was, like, a teenager and I'd go outside and just stand and look into the woods. And it was, like, yeah. everything, I felt so awful. But then you'd go outside and like the moon would be there reflecting off the trees. It's kind of raining. And I'd just like smoke a cigarette or something and just like stare 
and like for a moment for like a fleeting moment it was like everything it was like a warm blanket washing over me and it's like yeah, okay everything it, everything's fine yeah it's like a the perfect the perfect moment even though you're struggling you know externally or or outside of that moment it's just kind of it's i got maybe like a calm in the storm kind of a thing just like being able to recognize that you're there and and it's okay it's peaceful yeah even though it's it's amidst something that's so chaotic um i I think as as i mentioned uh in the last one this song also kind of had a creepy vibe to it that uh the song is is kind of talking about like being isolated with uh his girl or Mm -hmm. with himself and depression there's also actually a rap verse on this song yeah Uh, the only the only he has a featured artist uh antoine um but it's the only rappers on the album. But uh, yeah, it, it's it's kind of a very isolated song, uh, or at least in theme. It's about kind of being isolated out in the middle of the woods, uh, maybe in his bunker. But it, it kind of yeah. continued that, that creepy vibe to me of kidnapping a girl to make her love him. But uh, I, I'm again, I'm 100% sure that's not what he intended. It's just where my, my brain went. See... I I could almost agree with you there. And honestly, I could almost even agree that it was intended if it were not for the next song, The Fold Up. The Fold Up. Track number nine. Uh, it's another upbeat track uh, compared to the rest of the album. It seems there's a lot of lyrics in this one too compared to the rest of the album. A lot of the songs previously, they've had lyrics, obviously, but they haven't been, uh, I don't know, they haven't been as drawn out or as detailed or specific. There's a whole lot of lyrics to this song in comparison. Um, yeah. It, it, it seems to be a story of maybe another fantasy, like you mentioned, or a story of himself that isn't necessarily true. But uh, he talks about crashing and dying while driving through the forest, presumably to get back to his, his bunker. Um, but uh, he, so, so he's, he's talking about he crashed his car and died. His girlfriend was still in the bunker. She obviously is upset and destroyed by it. She moves back to the city and picks up a drug habit is what I got out of this. And mm-hmm. then the track builds and builds musically until this point where that, that his girlfriend kills herself possibly from overdosing. And then there's like a, a drop and the drums kick in with full force. Uh, and then as you get to the end of the song plot twist, she didn't actually die. So she might as well try again. Yep. is kind of what I got out of it is that she, she had this drug habit. She overdoses and th- th- uh, cinematically, I guess you think she's dead. And then it gets to the end Uh and uh, the lyrics, she says, uh, or he says, you folded, wish I had seen what that dope did, hold you close like that time your nose bled, dying slow with no one to notice, now it's morning, and the couple above you is moaning and your bones ache, now it's time to try once more. And he kind of repeats that a couple times, uh, which which could be try, try to get your shit together, it's a new day kind of a thing. But uh, I also kind of got that maybe she was trying, she was going to try to overdose again. Yeah, to, to be with him. I mean, I yeah, especially given the theme, the whole general theme of this album, I I think yeah. it's safe to say that it's time to try <laughs> once more. 
is referencing her take picking up the habit almost in a roundabout way to right. kill herself without actually having to do it i guess yeah yeah no it's 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 an easier way to kill yourself than you know shooting yourself or or it's it doesn't require as much confidence i suppose to yeah. do it cuz you can you can have the plausible deniability where you're like oh it wasn't it wasn't a straight up attempt or something right but yeah it's i definitely think this song like i mean even it's the fold up i always got like he crashed his car he was going 110 like it folded around a tree so it was like the fold up yeah. and then i don't know this i don't know what terminology people are using nowadays but i know back when i was in high school if you got really high you were folded so yeah, and, person... and I think that's definitely like I said at the the last verse or the last part of the song. He says you folded, yeah, kind of maybe referring to her like giving in to the urge to to take drugs again. Yeah, I definitely think it's a a very bleak cautionary tale about uh, people getting into drug habits, not being able to get out. I mean, I guess in this case, she didn't. There was no sense that she was trying <laughs> to get out of it. But right. just in essence, just you're killing yourself, and yeah. I mean that's what she was trying to do in the song. It's just he goes into so much detail. It's just a very, <laughs> yeah. once again, very intense song, and uh, like, like one of the lyrics you brought up, there was there was no one to notice. What was it? Like I don't know. Whenever she killed herself in her apartment, and then. There was no one to notice that she was gone. It was just like, it paints right. this picture so vividly of just like, almost like if you've ever seen like train spotters or something, just somebody just all just destroyed in a room, laying there lifeless on a bed and just nobody around. And it's just, I don't know, it's just very bleak. Bleak is Yeah, it's very bleak and it's very detailed and, and cinematic. <sighs> Man. Well, I guess I won't have to drag you into this last song. <laughs> Just the, shit. Okay, last song. Title, <laughs> last song, tenth song on the album. Title is Dragged. That was, that was a segue. That was my segue. See, the problem with my whole shtick is that it depends on me not being funny, and then I can point out how not funny I am. But at a right. certain point, it just stop. It stops. It, stop. it stops being funny. Yeah, because yeah. then it's, even though you weren't being funny to begin with, it's no longer funny yeah. that you're not funny. <sighs> Man, but now that we've called attention to it, maybe it's funny again. Yeah, you know? See, maybe that's how that works. That's what I'm hoping. Maybe people <laughs> come full circle. It always does. But this. The way this song plays out, it makes me think that, once again, the last song, the fold-up, was uh, like a fantasy type, a little little vignette, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he, he couldn't have, he couldn't have written the song if he died. If he, uh, if he died so. But I guess I don't know. The first in the first verse, he says, "So think of me driving fast, blacked out in a Pontiac. It'd break yeah. my heart if you dark if you ever darken, don't crack." So I mean, like. Maybe he's just, the last song was just like a little like what if scenario that he brought up. And he was yeah. like, I don't want, I don't want you to react that way if I did this. If I died. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, I think it, it's, I think that is very accurate. 
because like I, I think this ends the story of the album if there is one. Mm-hmm. It this is such a far cry from the first song. I think with this being the ending song, it yeah. ends the album very epically. Yes, I think just because it just builds and builds and builds to the end. What it's got like four verses or something like it's. It seems like a longer yeah. song than it actually is, just because so much happens. Right. But it's, I mean, we've already pretty much gone over it. It's about, I think this is his acceptance, I guess. Yeah. So I I got that the song seemed to be about him leaving his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, So so maybe like, like you said at the beginning, the narrative, the timeline doesn't necessarily line up uh, with a lot of this stuff. But uh, it seemed to be about him leaving his girlfriend, knowing that dragging it out would only make the breakup worse when it eventually happened, kind of knowing that it was doomed from the start, uh, which honestly seems a bit like character development, uh, yeah. considering a lot of the previous tracks were about him kind of clinging to her and begging her to come back and potentially kidnapping her, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's uh, definitely shows some growth in the fact that it seems like now he's realizing that it seems like after the last song, he kind of clicked and thought, well, I'm acting this possessive, like this clingy, super dependent way. If she were to react that way to me, it would end, it would end poorly. So I, I shouldn't be doing that. That is only going to drag, drag you down. It's going to drag me down. There's no, no good can come from that. Yeah, and, and the, the song and the album ends with this outro where he says, I didn't want to drag it on. I was gone too long. All I left was the tape of the songs I was writing. It just made your arms more empty. And so maybe this, this whole album is the tape that he was referring to and that he used this album as a way to break up with her, perhaps, or, or he broke up with her and then left her this album just to kind of say, like, look, I don't expect you to understand. We have to break up. This is what's been going through my mind. Kind of a thing. I like that. I mean, it kind of ties in, honestly, if this is a true with four year eyes only, where it was an album. Big if true. (laughs) Where it was an album left for somebody else or to to explain something, I guess, which I don't know. That might not be what this album is. It definitely was what four year eyes only was, but it'd be a cool little little uh, tie-through thing. Yeah, a little connection. Yeah. Overall, I like this album a whole lot. I think I think this is my favorite of the albums you've introduced to me. Oh, shit. Uh, so I, I think this is a good hit. I, I like the rawness of his voice, which is not something that I'm accustomed to <gasps> saying. Um, just, despite the lyrics not really doing a whole lot for me at a lot of points in the album, it's kind of more of the same like breakup stuff. Yeah. Um, but the way he expresses it is is so unique and special. Um, at points in the album, I definitely feel like I could make myself cry just hearing how pained his voice is yeah. when he's singing. Um, the music is pretty good overall. It's it's very like synthy, and uh, if if Corbin's other music, which I actually tried to look into a little bit, I couldn't find a whole lot. But uh, if I can't find any music by him, I might just check out Shlomo because he seems to have produced this entire album with uh, DJ, I Deej. believe is how it's pronounced. DJ. 
I'm assuming it's DJ, but it's D33J. Um, Strangely, I felt the middle tracks of this album were kind of the best, more powerful song, which is, as we've discussed previously, normally when a lot of albums didn't have filler tracks. Yeah. But uh, it's it's good. I like this whole album. 10 out of 10. (laughs) Oh, 10 out of 10. Okay. I don't even know if I'd go that far, but yeah. Uh, No, it has 10 tracks. All 10 of them are great. Yeah, there's 10 tracks. Yeah, 10 out of 10 tracks. Um, Nailed it. (laughs) I like that you said you enjoyed the rawness of his voice because, oh boy, at some point, I'm I'm going to convert you to somebody who will j- literally just listen to somebody <laughs> yelling at the microphone and learn to enjoy it. <laughs> I mean, I might I might already. I just I don't know. I feel like my problem with a lot of rawness in vocals is that it there's not a suitable soul to it, right? Yeah. It, it's it's raw just because the person can't sing, not because they're singing in such a way to to drive an emotion home. Yeah, uh, that may be a hot take, and I may be completely wrong, and I'm sure I'm wrong, but uh, that's, that's how I feel. Well, I mean, we'll see if you're wrong, but we'll see. I'm glad you like the album. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, it's, oh yeah, the thing about not being able to find Corbin's music—he goes yeah. by Spooky Black, also. So I saw that. I didn't look for Spooky Black's music, but okay. I did. I did notice that. I think this might have been his so, first uh, album as his first full length album as Corbin. I think he had Welcome to the Hell Zone it was like an EP that he released as Corbin. But also, I I don't think I know you don't use Spotify. Actually, I don't know why I said I don't think I know you don't use Spotify. But on Spotify, he uh, apparently like August of 2019 just lost the ability to log into his Spotify account, so he had to start uh, a new one. And so all of his newer stuff on Spotify is under his full name, Corbin Smidzik. So interesting. Yeah. So I use, I use YouTube music. Um, and strangely YouTube music has made a connection between Corbin and there's another artist named Corbin apparently that does like rock and roll stuff. Oh. And I have a Christmas album called rock and roll Christmas. I haven't listened to it cause I knew it wasn't him, Oh man. but uh, it does have some singles uh, from like 2018 and, and 2017, which was when Morn came out. So uh, I, I definitely need to check those out uh, and I'll look into spooky black and uh, maybe see if his full name is listed on YouTube as well. But uh, yeah, I definitely want to find more of this, this guy's music 10 out of 10. Oh yeah, that's great to hear. I'm so happy. Uh, next week we're going to be listening to Goddess by Banks. Uh, Banks is... I want to say one of my first experiences with dark pop, but she it's... it's I don't know if dark pop is applicable. It's very synthy-driven. It's very similar. Um, Shlomo, who produced most of this album, if not all of this album, by... Uh, Corbin also did some production and songwriting on this Banks album. Um, and I, I know you, you've kind of just been introduced to the idea of dark pop being a thing. So I think this is kind of a, a step down that road. Uh, ideally the next three albums, I think that I'm going to be choosing are dark pop. So sorry if you don't like this kind of music <laughs> and you're a listener, maybe tune out on my weeks. Uh, but in between, maybe we'll have Joey break it up, or maybe Joey will t- tie some connections in. Fuck if I know. We'll figure it out. 
but uh yeah banks goddess it's it's a pretty solid album and there is uh there is a connection that joey has that he might not realize he has um but we'll we'll get to that next week i'm gonna, uh, be, I'm gonna be searching for it i'm coming hot and heavy <laughs> man i'm gonna know the secret yeah i mean it's 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 not a secret that anybody else would know, which I guess is, is what, why I'm, I'm calling it a secret, but there, there is a connection. Maybe, maybe someone else could figure it out if they listened to our past episodes. I feel like we may have mentioned something that is related, hmm. but uh, <laughs> you got to tune in next week to find out until then, if you guys want to, to find us to communicate, to talk with us about this album or any album, uh, tell us your thoughts on Corbin's uh, mourn. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook, Instagram, soundcloud everywhere just just look us up uh we're we're pretty much everywhere you could possibly be with with sound with podcasts and stuff and we will respond we're we're waiting we're waiting by the phone for for comments are we on nobody's yeah yeah we're also on spotify we're on apple podcasts we're on google podcasts we're We're everywhere spotify guys yeah that means we're legit right some real shit right there I don't know how to make money off of Spotify. You don't. But, That's the thing. But, <laughs> Nobody but, does except for like five uh, people. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if you guys want to, want to support us, you know, watch us, watch us on YouTube. That's, that's the most clear cut directions I can find yeah. on, uh, on how to, how to get uh, professional, I suppose with, with this shit, but uh, enough self plugging. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Hope you guys uh, enjoy the album because we fucking loved it. Yeah, uh, I fucking loved it at the very least. Uh, and tune in next week for the Banks album, Goddess. Uh, point of of clerical order: there is a deluxe edition of Goddess out. We will not be discussing the bonus tracks that are included in that. We're just going to go with the the core vanilla album, Goddess. But uh, until next week, stay in our feedback loop. Bye. Bye.